Hey guys, Dan Waltzman here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, this is about money. Money, 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 money. This is all about finances, money, wealth, conceptions, misconceptions, ideas, strategies, new thoughts as part of that whole process. Uh, we're going to be digging into stuff. Um, stuff. <laughs> what is stuff? Stuff is preconceived notions that you and I have about success and happiness and fulfillment. One of the things I want to talk about before I jump into money is about resilience. Most of you know, or if you're you're connected with me on Facebook at some level, I, I attempted to do this race a few uh, weekend ago called the Georgia Death Race. And it's it's a race that's about 40,000 feet of elevation change. That That's pretty tall. Yeah, that's actually really tall. I think that's like, I think Mount Everest is what, 20 some odd thousand? No. Yes. So that's a lot, if, straight up. 20,000 feet, something like this. You enter like the death zone. Clearly, I don't know a lot about mountaineering, do I? But I do know a lot about running. Started this race on Saturday with the great, great intentions of uh, just finishing. In fact, it's, I was chill. I, I, what's, what's crazy is like when I did Bad Water a few weeks ago, I was all wound up. I was like tense, not in a bad way, just like, all right, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Crush it, whatever it takes. Boom. My, this race, I was, I, was, I was chill. I just said, I got to do what I got to do. Go out there. It's going to hurt for a day and I'm done. Just how it's going to be. And I started the race five o'clock in the morning and 30 minutes into the race, I was already hurt. I fell a couple times, twisted my ankle. I haven't had ankle injuries in a long time. I mean, I had catastrophic angel injuries when I was younger, as in both ankles were broken, chips out of my ankle. And in fact, some of the chips adjusted my height. I actually had had to have an insert in my shoe to balance it out. I mean, like all kinds of like ridiculously nonsensical things that have happened and I don't want to have rehabbing. I twisted my ankle. I was running with a buddy of mine. I had to stop to pee. I said, he said, you know, catch me. I was like, yeah, no problem. And then all of a sudden I stepped out on the trail to catch up and, you know, put a little bit of muster into my runs. And I just heard a pop as the as my ankle snapped. And again, no breaks, no fractures. I know this because I spent three hours at the uh, physician yesterday. Which, if you go to the physician the day after Easter on a Monday, totally the best day to not see a doctor in a timely manner. But at least I at least I was able to get X-rays and, and see that nothing was broken. All right. Uh, I then spent about three more hours in this race attempting to catch back up to my buddy. Yeah, I was just heartbroken because with just 13 miles into my race, uh, I had to, I had to stop. I could, couldn't even walk. Just, just horrific. Just horrific. And, you know, the thought hit me. And again, it's a race. For some of you, you're like, yeah, who cares? This guy always talks about running. He always talks about racing. It's good for Dan to get put in this place. Sure. I agree with you. Uh, I often say it to people, look, running is, if you're, if you're missing humility or struggling with humility, become an ultra runner because you'll get put in your place, whether you like it or not. So I got put in my place. I wasn't expecting to do anything especially badass in this race, to be candid with you. I was merely attempting to, uh, to finish. That's it. Just finish. That's my goal. Finish. I had to drop out of this race, come 13 miles in. I'm literally on my hands and knees 
crawling through the forest, crying like a baby. Like, I Facebook messaged Sarah, and I'm just so distraught, like in so much pain and so distraught that I know I can't really finish. And so upset about it, so emotional on so many levels that I'm literally, you know, crying in the woods. And then, of course, I was at the front of the pack. So now runners are passing me, seeing this grown man holding a stick, right? Holding himself up by a stick, like, a, like Robinson Crusoe. You know, it's just, it's just disturbing on a lot of levels. And I'm still bummed about it, candidly. I'm still bummed. You know, it's just a, it's a bucket list. You go and run this race. It's ultra difficult. You finish, you move on. If, if my legs were tired, I would go, okay, fine. I stuck it out. If I had problems with digestion, sure, I stick it out. But to twist your ankle in such a bad way where there's fear that it's broken, that's just like a really sadistic way to go down. And the thought hit me. We're talking about money this month. That, you know, life comes at you hard. Life comes at you hard. And life doesn't play fair. There's no rule book that life you know, kind of adopts. There's no, oh, well, we'll get it right next time. You know, you might be broke and be saving your money and then the tires on your car go out or the engine on your car goes out or you get laid off or any number of other things happen and you're going, why? You know, I, I'm, do, I'm trying everything I can. It's totally not fair. Like, why? Why, 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 why? And I think finances have a lot of commonality with kind of the running adventure that I had last weekend. And it's important that we don't make this some mystical process. You know, running is not a mystical process. Uh, you know, you train, you build your cardio, you build skills for running through the mountains. Uh, those are skills. Those are, those are things that you can improve. And th the same is true with your financial situation. There, there are things that will surprise you. But just like running, I don't twist many ankles. I don't. While I was bummed about it, the real candid kind of observation is that that will happen once or twice a year. And a sprain of that magnitude has happened maybe once in the last four years, five years that I can remember. I can't even remember really the last time. So if I isolate my emotions, pull my emotions away from running, I, I get the picture. Okay, there's some, there's some general rules. If I save, if I plan, if I hustle, if I work, these are my results. And the same thing is true about money. There are some of you who have this thought process like, well, I'm going to work really hard and hopefully everything will end up okay. And, and that's not a good formula necessarily for, for running. Like I just, I hope that my running works. And that's not a good process for you with your finances either. I want to really lean on you for a second and kind of push this home that you get the right, the ability to own your future. You get the opportunity and the privilege to have a destiny uh, that matches your measure for greatness. And I think that's pretty cool because if you're not where you want to be, you get a chance to work on it. And that's the case for me. So I'm, you know, for the next, I don't know, I should probably do it longer, but for the next day or two, I'll be, I'm not running, right? I'm just kind of taking it easy, letting the foot which is massively swollen, kind of get back to its 
something normal, right? And then at some point, I'll begin to to to, to go execute a plan. Uh, probably not as safe as I could be or should be. <laughs> but that's okay. That's kind of the Dan Waldschmidt way. So the same thing is true with your financial picture. If you're not where you want to be, and it's uncomfortable and a little bit icky and scary, and you're living month to month and paycheck to paycheck and deal to deal, a lot of people are doing that. You're not alone. Just know that. Number two, also keep in mind that you have the opportunity to make changes of that little by little. So what changes could you make? Well, what if you made a couple smart decisions to save money? I don't care how much money you make. You have money you can save. I don't, by the way, I don't care how much money you make, big or small. You have the opportunity to save some money. You just do. It's the case. All of us spend money on extravagances, on luxuries. And we'll even say things like, well, this is my one luxury for the day or one luxury for the month. Or this is, I'm treating myself to this. There's nothing necessarily wrong with any of that. And I'm not even advocating that you're some monk somewhere who is completely selfless and you do nothing good for yourself at all. That's just, that's silly. At the same time, it makes no sense for you to pretend like there's no room for improvement. There's no room for growth. That even if you do make some smart decisions, you can begin to change things for the future. So I just want to challenge you on that. Begin to save a little money. Save some money. Even if it's $5, use something like Betterment to automatically you know, carve off some money that you can use for yourself. It's not, this is not one of those things where you find yourself confused and dazed about doing what needs to be done. Like, you know, this is, it's, it, it's just money. It's just money. What's neat is if you ever watch Shark Tank, if you ever watch some of these programs, you'll see people who just saw a problem and began to fix it. And then they noticed other people had a similar problem and began to sell them that solution or fix it for them. And then it led to something else. Could be a service, could be a product. And, and that's the essence of money, is if you need more, you need to make more. It's that simple. You shouldn't be thinking about taking more from other people, or you shouldn't be thinking about, you know, how you can get one over on people. It, the essence of, of smart business, smart strategy is to say, oh, I need more money. Let me go make more. So not only can you save more, you can make more. There's always room for you to make more. One of my favorite mentors is James Wedmore. He, uh, of course, has a program called Business by Design. He sold it to me for thousands of dollars. And I, I'm not friends with James. Uh, I'm an admirer, a fan of James. But there are, there are others out there who, as well, have programs that you could buy. By the way, there are programs and knowledge that you could sell. So it's not just about you buying other people's programs. You could actually sell some knowledge, sell some training to other people who want what you have. Maybe it's how to dig a swimming pool. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, how to tutor math to a eighth grader. There are countless ways that you can be valuable to other people. So not only can you, and by the way, we should have a couple episodes later this month, not just on how to save more, but how to make more. And then I would say this, 
there are times where you have to do whatever it takes in order to see breakthrough. And I wrote a story about Sylvester Stallone, how he sold his dog. He was so broke, he couldn't afford dog food. He couldn't even actually have enough money for people food. He had no groceries. He went and sold his dog to somebody else, got for 50 bucks. Now, 50 bucks was something way back in the day. This beautiful purebred dog he called Butkus. And he ended up regretting that later and buying the dog back for almost $3,000, right? Once he had hit it rich. But along his way to Rocky, it wasn't automatic that he was going to be successful. And so he did whatever it took, including selling his dog. Now, what's the story for you? Well, the lesson is this, that you're going to have setbacks. There are going to be opportunities that, that come at you hard, unexpectedly. But that's not a reason to give up. That's not a reason to throw away the rule book. That's not a way, that's not a reason to get out of shape. It's just a fact of life. You've got to be strong. You've got to be resilient. You've got to do whatever it takes. And two quick things, you got to save more and you have to make more. And all of us can do those two things. In later episodes, we're going to talk about how you can do those things. How can you make more if you're looking to make more? How could you save more if you're looking to save more right now? We're going to talk about those in the next few days. Here's what, here's my challenge for you. There are attitudes and ideas you have about money that are self-limiting. What are those? Take a moment. Think about those self-limiting ideas and then, and then have an open mind. Decide that for the next 30 days, as we talk about this over the podcast, you're going to have an open mind and be willing to change your mind if I give you an idea or a strategy that truly helps you. Fair enough? Okay, guys, I'm hopping on a plane. I'm recording this as I'm on my way to the airport. Thank you for all of your love. Thank you for your wonderful emails. I cannot wait to spend an amazing May 7th with you at Awesome Palooza. Go to awesomepalooza.com, awesomepalooza.com, get your ticket. We have a limited number. We're keeping this event small like the last one. It's in uh, a, I can't, should I even tell you? I won't tell you. It's an amazing spot in Hollywood that I've rented. It's, it, I've already given you a hint. It's incredible. Uh, I hope you're there, awesomepalooza.com. It's a one day event, rave reviews on the last event. You don't want to miss out on this one. Stay at TV Awesome.